Coming to you from Dujardin Elementary School in Bloomingdale, Illinois, this is The Roar Podcast, where we share the magic taking place for all learners. Today is Tuesday, November 20th, 2018, and I'm here with special guest, second grade Dujardin School teacher, Miss Kristen Kenny. We are excited to have her here, a part of the Roar podcast, and we're going to be talking about student choice and something special she does with her students. So, Ms. Kenny, tell us about your choice menu. So, it's an um, independent choice board for, uh, it's like a tic-tac-toe choice board for fiction and nonfiction text, and the kids get to pick which, which activities they'd like to do. There's nine activities on each board. Is there a certain number they have to, are required to do? Well, we differentiate it. Um, some kids only have to do a couple, while other kids, they fill up the entire board, and there's some in between. And how long do they have to work on this? Well, while I'm polling reading groups, we have some kids working on daily five, we have some kids doing the choice board, we have a lot of different options that we do in reading, and they can have anywhere from um, 15 minutes to a half an hour. Every day to work Every on day. it. Every day. Okay, and it's completely independent? completely independent the kids we train them in the beginning of the year and from there on out they are they are super independent with this they might ask friends for help but I rarely get a student asking me for help just so our audience can kind of view this I'm going to post what the tic-tac-toe board looks like on the description of this podcast link so that you guys can click into it and see my first thought was when I saw this unbelievable that second graders can do this independently and I think that says a lot about the teachers and their willingness to give up control and let kids run with it and have that choice I think that that's amazing and then it says a lot about the kids that they're capable of doing this oh absolutely and that they can really fly with such um an activity that involves so much choice and independence how do you plan for this so like do you create a new tic-tac-toe board for every week for every story in your curriculum Um, How do you push it out to the kids? Can you kind of walk us through that process? Well, that's the best part is we only had to create one for a a fiction text and another one for nonfiction text. And we use these same choice boards all year and the kids get so proficient with them. To push it out every week, or not every week, but for every story, we, we we post it on Google Classroom. It's super accessible and easy to get to for the kids. Perfect. And then how do you assess them? So they obviously work on it on Google Classroom and but then how do you follow up with the students and all of that kind of stuff? That's another thing that we put the work on the kids. The students self-assess themselves. Amazing. For this choice board, they, they answer questions, they reflect upon their work, and that's how we assess. They, they also turn this rubric in um, every week, and we, we can see how much is done. And are the activities on the choice board connected to obviously there's two one for fiction and nonfiction, but are they connected to your second grade standards yes they are they are related to standards we craft all of the questions based on the ELA standards perfect do you think that this will work obviously tweaked with the standards for any grade level and not just in reading in any content area oh I yeah I think definitely as long as you take the time to train the kids right from the get-go. This can work in any content area in any grade level. When you talk about training them, do you go through each choice together as a class and model for the kids what the expectation is? How does that training, like if I was a teacher wanting to do this, 
how does that training look to ensure that I get to the level that you're at with it? Yes, we took the time in the beginning of the year before we started our reading groups. We um, did two choices a day about, um, depending on if some take longer than others, but we went through as a class and worked on this together and mo- the teacher modeled it first and then we as a class together practiced and we became proficient in all of at filling in all of the choices. So they've had they've had experience in each of the choices prior to kind of sending them off. Yes. So and the best part is that they can go back and on Google Classroom and look at their old choice boards or even our very first one that we did together where if they're not understanding a certain choice, they can look back and at old work and oh yeah, that's what this one means. Will you give us just some examples of the choices on your choice board? Like what are some of the activities? Some of the activities are writing a diary entry from the perspective of a person or animal from one of the stories, creating a Google drawing that illustrates the setting, and recording yourself reading to practice fluency. So if you're trying to visualize how this works, the slide deck is pushed out to the students and there's the tic-tac-toe board. And then they click on their choice and it is linked to another slide within that slide deck. So it automatically goes to that slide that then they can complete the task and the activity and then go back to the choice board and work on their next choice and everything like that. But again, we'll post these so that you guys can kind of sift through them and see them come alive. What feedback have you gotten from your students about the choice board? They love doing the choice board. They're always asking if they if they can work on it. Um, and I think it's because of the creative part that it brings in. And I mean, just giving them the choice of what they want to do. You know, there's there's definitely time a time and place where students just can't have the choice just because of all of the demands and everything like that. But when they're able to run with something like this, I think they really feel invested and passionate about it. They are. They love they love the choice piece. What advice do you have for teachers or others who want to utilize something similar to this in their classroom? I would say to set expectations right from the beginning. Um, Have student experts that helps take the work off of you and um, it puts it on the students and they feel um, a sense of worth and responsibility. That's great. It's not as scary as it seems. Not at all. As long as you take the time in the beginning. All kids have success with it and even um, struggling students, they're experts in some of the areas and it may be like the drawing area where they're recreating the setting. Everybody has a chance to be successful. And that's what it's about. Would you say that it's become a, pr- a pretty important part of your reading in ELA time? Absolutely. It's it's the, the kids, it's their favorite activity. It obviously relates to the curriculum but lets you kind of have some autonomy with it as well. Absolutely. Miss Kenny, anything else to share? Overall, one of the biggest instructional benefits is that this helps kids better understand what they are reading and gets them thinking in a more creative way. And definitely on a deeper level too. Well, thank you so much for sharing your amazing work and for being a part of the Roar podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was fun. We are so proud of the great learning taking place at DJ. If you have any questions, please email us at J-E-G-G-E-R-T at sd13.org, and we'll be sure to get right back to you. We'd also love to hear any ideas that you have. Let's put our heads together. Thanks for listening. This has been The Roar, signing off.